0: Today, South Africa celebrates media freedom and commemorates Black Wednesday. It is on this day, 45 years ago, after black consciousness leader Steve Biko was murdered in detention, the apartheid government arrested editors, banned three publications and 19 black consciousness organizations. To elaborate further on the matter, we joined on the line by Dr. Glenda Daniels, Associate Professor of Media Studies at Wits University and the SANEF of Gauteng Convener. A very good morning to you, Doctor, and welcome. Good
1: morning. Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: Doctor, tell us a little bit more about the significance of this day and why it is so important for us as South Africans to reflect on the events that took place back in uh, 1977.
1: Well, you know, because, number one, we didn't have a constitution that all South Africans could own in 1977. And today, we have to remember that day. We have to commemorate it as... A day when people were arrested, editors were arrested, and newspapers were shut down. There was a blackout of information. It happened so soon after Soweto 1976, a month after Steve Biko was killed in detention. So, so many more things could have happened had it not been for the media, and yet they were shut down. And today we do have media freedom, but we also have a lot of threats, and it's a day that we use as an opportunity to highlight... The freedoms we have and the threats that abound as well um you know it's um it's forty five years later, but we have to watch the space extremely vigilantly because mm. we could we could end up being there if we're not careful. Mm -hmm. I don't think that will ever happen again, but you never know.
0: Almost three decades after 1994, Mm -hmm. but you are indicating that there are threats to media freedom and independence Mm -hmm. in today's democratic South Africa. Can you cite uh, some examples?
1: Well, one of the big things is that there have been so many job losses and retrenchments for journalists. Now, this is a commercial threat. It's not a political threat, but that's equally a threat because it's a loss of plurality, it's a lot of diversity in the media freedom space. You know, the, the the number of journalists are have been about halved since about a decade ago. This is due to digitization, it's due to media companies losing uh, profits and so forth. Then we also stuck in the information disorder where fake news proliferates. It's a huge threat to journalism because journalism loses currency and it loses credibility. Then we've had a lot of bullying of journalists from police and in courts, from magistrates. They've been, you know, tearing journalists out, um, rising reports of police attacking journalists at crime scenes. Apparently ignorant of the role of journalists and photographers. Then we've had community harassment. When journalists and camera people go out to form scenes in communities of, say, for example, service delivery protests, they get their cameras grabbed and their form grabbed. They've had cell phones stolen. So that's a huge threat to journalism and freedom. We've had cyberbullying and misogyny, in other words, women at the forefront of this. They get told online when they express themselves, put their stories out there. And then we've had, of course, the Protection of State Information Bowl, the state threat, where it hasn't been signed into law, but it remains a threat because it, you know, it hasn't been thrown away. It's the national security is emphasized above... Um, National, you know, the the national interest is emphasized above uh, freedom. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's been surveillance of journalists where journalists have said their phones have been tapped and they've been followed, of investigative journalists in particular. So I've just listed, you know...
0: Would you perhaps perhaps consider that the former president, Jacob Zuma, hauling Karen Mon before court, also an an abuse and probably a threat?
1: Absolutely, because that's the first time in in South Africa that you've actually had that charge being brought against a journalist for doing her job. She did nothing wrong. She was actually reporting on what was already in the public domain. Those were court records. She did what any journalist would have normally done um, and has done in the past. So it's a sort of test case for... And it's a Zuma just, you know, delaying, uh-huh. delaying tactics... To see yes. how far you can go, it's a revenge tactic as well, and it's definitely, um, it's definitely a space to watch uh-huh. because it's you know it could happen to any other journalist if it succeeds right. with this one.
0: We are in an era where some journalists are seen by some people in society to be biased towards certain political factions. Do you believe that objectivity by journalists play a role in upholding high ethical standards at all times?
1: We don't use the word objectivity anymore because we subscribe to the press code which talks about being fair and balanced. Mm. So there's no such thing as neutrality and there's no such thing as objectivity, but there is something called fair and balanced. And then we have had some newspaper groups like independent newspapers that are not just backing certain political parties, they're backing certain factions in political parties. And that I would call bias, and they're doing it for political, you know, uh, certain ends uh-huh. to protect their company, et cetera. So, indeed, we've had, you know, uh, journalism and ethics needs to be reflected upon, as Sanif has done with the ethics, as Sanif is, Sanif is doing with the ethics barometer to look at where, you know, there have been instances of brown envelope journalism, to look at where, Journalism could be beefed up to look at how certain companies or certain yes. newspaper groups could join this uh-huh. press council because they become unaccountable when they don't.
0: Uh-huh. Doctor, I thank you so much for your time. That was uh, Dr. Glenda Daniels, Associate, Associate Professor of Media Studies at Wits University and the Sanef Gauteng Convener, talking today about South Africa celebrating media freedom and commemorating Black Wednesday.